Do you dread peak wedding season? That time of the year when you have more work to do than hours in the day? It seems like no matter what you do to streamline your workflows or hire help to get you through, it just doesn't help. In this week's episode of Own Your Business, I'll explore how to create a place of bliss in your company. We'll dig into how three different pieces create long-term success, ways to make more money with less effort, and the one thing you absolutely have to know if you want to prevent burnout during peak season. Own Your Business is a podcast for event professionals who want to grow with proven approaches. I'm Sam Jacobson, a sales, pricing, and copywriting expert in the wedding industry. Throughout my career, I've booked hundreds of events for millions in revenue. I've also led teams in premium and luxury markets. Now I coach people like you with my company, ID Action Consulting. It's not easy to run a business, especially if it's a business of one, because we aren't born knowing everything. Like you, I had experts who showed me the way when I was starting out and when I was ready to level up. I hope this podcast gives you the confidence to own your business. Do you remember the days when you could work for hours on end? I mean, all day long. You could work weeks without even taking a day off. Well, maybe that never happened to you. Or maybe you're still in the middle of it. For me, the last time that this happened was in the winter. December, January, February. It's a really busy time for us. But this year especially was busy because we opened up enrollment for Catapult Sales Coaching which was our new advanced sales training that we did. And I had 25 people enrolled in the program. We filled it out. And there were a lot of different components that went into it. And because this was the first year that we did it, I had a ton of things to create, including 16 hours of instructional content. Then I had to present that material live to our class two times a week. And then... In between the classes, I had to conduct 25 sales process audits. Each of those take me two, maybe three hours. And I did two coaching sessions for each of the 25 program attendees. And that was all done in a six-week period, two weeks of prep and four weeks of actually doing the program. Plus, we were getting ready to open enrollment for our signature online course, Blueprint to Bookmark. And if you don't know, and I do the internal email writing, landing page writing, I do the content for the live workshop presentations, the video transcripts, and I do the ad copy. So a lot of work going on in this short period of time. I was doing 60, 70 hour weeks with no full days off for pretty much three months. But I got to tell you, when I'm doing it, it does not seem like work. Well, most of it. Some of it does feel like work, and I'm going to share why in a few minutes. But the reason why I look forward to it all is because it's in my place of bliss. Now, I want to share this concept of bliss that my own coach, Laura Moriarty with Tahoe Training Partners, she brought to my attention in 2014. And it's been something that I go back to over and over and over again with my own clients because it's so crucial for long-term success. Now, Imagine you have three concentric circles that are overlapping, okay? You want to get them to overlap as much as possible. And that spot in the middle where they overlap, that's your place of bliss. So the more they overlap, the bigger the space, the bigger your place of bliss. And each of those three circles represent three different criteria 
that you need to consider as you go through and plan out your professional career. Number one is what the market needs from you. So what do consumers, customers, buyers need from you? Where is their demand? The second circle is what you're good at doing. Where do you have experience and skills, competence? And then the third circle is what you love to do. So what does the market need from you? What are you good at doing? And what do you love to do? And when you get these three circles to overlap, that's that center spot. That's that place of bliss. But when just one of those criteria is missing, or worse, if there's two or more that are missing, you are out of your place of bliss. And that's when it becomes work. And what does that look like on the daily? Well, you procrastinate. You get grumpy. (laughs) Or at least I get grumpy. You don't perform at the highest levels. Your customers don't get what they need. You could tire easily. You could get distracted more often. And at the end of it all, you start hating your job. But you own your own business. And as the business owner, that's on you to figure out how to prevent that from happening. You're the employee, but you're also the boss. You're the one who set up this job. You're the one who hired you to do it. You've got to figure out how to make it better. So I told you that most of the work that I was doing in the winter was in my place of bliss. For me, writing ad copy and doing copywriting for landing pages, that is not my place of bliss. I love writing. A couple of years ago, I wrote a draft of a 300-page book on pricing for wedding pros in less than two months. That's 75,000 words. I love to write, but not ad copy and not landing pages. Emails, yes. Video transcripts, 100%. Presentation material, that's my favorite. I could get lost in those for hours. And the Catapult program really tapped into all of my favorite parts of coaching teaching advanced and sophisticated ways to sell pricing psychology to your clients, using behavioral sciences to close more deals. I got to do live group training. And I love live because Q&A is mixed in. It's, it's when I have the most fun. We did deep dives into problem finding in the sales process. That's what those sales process audits that I do, they, they really go into what's wrong with the sales process and what needs to be fixed. I also love seeing the aha moments that our clients have and hearing about the immediate wins that they get while they're in the program and giving directions and a roadmap for others to follow. That is just something that really fills my cup. Over the past few years, I've actually pivoted our business based on two of the three criteria for bliss because I want our company to live in this place of bliss. You see, Katie and I have skills and experience in lots of areas that will help business owners in the wedding industry. But I have to be honest, it is a hard sell, even for me, to get wedding pros to want to do business coaching. If you didn't know, both my parents were therapists. So it's totally normal for me to see getting a personal coach to help you through tough emotional situations or to get at the root of a lingering issue. But many others don't see this as a thing that normal people do. Hiring a therapist is something you do only when things are going really, really badly, right? Well, it's wrong. 
It works well for awful situations that involve real trauma. Yes, but the average person gets huge benefits too. Why not get directions and shortcuts from experts who know the answers in important areas like marriage, parenting, and even just navigating the trauma of everyday life? And it's the same with businesses and business coaches. You can fumble around looking for the right way to run your business. You can do trials and learn from your errors. You can make mistakes and not do them again in the future. Or you can learn from others' mistakes and successes. You can get guidance and support and reassurance. And that's what I do for my clients. Like my parents, it fills my cup. I get the helpers high every time I do one-on-one work. But a few years ago, I realized my wanting to help people wasn't enough to create the kind of impact that I knew I was capable of giving to the wedding industry. My clients struggled booking couples, and that's why they hired me. But as I dug into their business, I found that the real reason that they weren't getting enough people to book wasn't because of their lack of sales skills. It was because they weren't getting enough inquiries. Now, I remember the day that we decided to get into copywriting. It was the spring and I had two coaching calls back to back with one-on-one clients and we were waiting for their new website to copy to get back so that we could use it and create talking points and then lead people during the discovery call. And when I got on the calls with each of them, they were super disappointed in the way that the copywriting turned out. So I went upstairs after my calls and Katie and I sat down and had lunch and she said, Hey, how'd it go? And I said, you know, it didn't go very well. I got to be honest. My, my clients were really, really unhappy with the copy that they got from the other copywriters. And we had to spend pretty much the entire session going through trying to figure out how to fix the copy and specifically the messaging so that it would generate the kind of inquiries that we need to work on the sales process. So I thought about it and I said, we got to get into this whole copywriting business. We got to figure out a way to help our clients my coaching clients get more bookings by getting them more inquiries. So Katie built on her sales skills and journalism education to get good at brand strategies and conversion copywriting. She went back to school. She got some training, dug in, rolled her sleeves up, picked up everything we needed to convert more people into your inbox. And we started offering these services to our current clients. And we ended up with like, I don't know, it was like 19, 20 projects in the first three months. All we did was just tell people who we knew and said, hey, we have this new service. We want to know if you're interested. We were backed up for six months. That's how long our queue was. We couldn't keep up with the demand. Katie was the only one doing the copywriting. So we had to bring on another copywriter and then another and more until we were at five full-time writers on the team. And now in less than three years, we've done over 200 copywriting projects for websites, 250 brand strategies, and dozens and dozens and dozens of proposal copywriting projects. And we've listened to what our audience says in other areas, not just website copywriting. We've developed other products and services along the way, blog content, proposal templates. I don't know if you know this, but we actually sell show it website templates. We developed these because we knew that there was a niche for conversion copywriting templates in the wedding industry. We have online courses, monthly group coaching. I even have a book club, live workshops. This year, we're doing our first in-person client retreats, five-night retreats with just a dozen people diving deep into business. 
And we're offering monthly marketing services now, including social media, review collection from your clients, and gallery curation based on psychological desires of your ideal clients. And the reason why I bring this up is because it all relates to this bliss concept. It's not just what you love to do that matters. I love sales coaching. I love business coaching. You also have to be good at it. And I think I'm pretty good at it. But your audience must need it. Your buyers must need it. Sure, we have a talented team who's very, very good at what they do. But the reason we're busier than just me doing coaching sessions is because we picked a niche, copywriting, and especially conversion copywriting that had hidden demand. Now, I bring all of this up because I want you, as you go through and think about where your place of bliss is, to factor in what areas of your market are you not tapping into fully? What's buried down there that others haven't yet found that your buyers need? What do your buyers want that they can't find somewhere else? So stop looking around at what other people are doing and start exploring what's not being done enough. I'm going to give you a few ideas. Okay. If you're a planner, start offering venue search, budgeting, vendor recommendations as an introductory service. It's a low risk for the buyer. It carries an approachable price tag and it makes you a hundred to $200 an hour for your work. Plus the really cool thing is it could lead to full service planning. It's that gateway product. If you're a photographer, create more content that's shareable on social media. I know you want to sell albums and prints, or at least you want to sell just the digital images, but ask yourself, where do you look at images, especially for family and friends and your loved ones? You look at them on your phone and it's on social media. So make your deliverables more relevant and you're going to connect more with your ideal client's biggest desires. I'm not saying you have to replace what you do now, just add it in. If you're a stationer, create day of signage and branding and then offer a service to be on site to install it yourself. Whatever it is you do, look deeper at what your buyers need and create a service or a product for it. And if you're the first, or at least early, you're going to be known for it. Your business will be so much more successful because you are listening to what your buyers want most. Now, that's one big takeaway for today's episode. But I also want to focus on the third part of this bliss concept. Remember, if you want work to be effortless and interesting, you have got to make sure that you love what you're doing. And that means it's got to feel good to do. It's got to fill your cup, bring you energy, align with a larger purpose in your life. For me, it's helping people. My love language is to give others in acts of service. I'm a boss type and a dreamer, but this boss type likes to get things done. It makes total sense that I love doing things for other people. I come up with the ideas and the action steps for my clients, for you, my podcast listeners, and it makes me happy. So every day when I come up with content for this podcast or a newsletter or video on social media, I feel fulfilled. I'm connected to my sense of purpose. Last fall for our book club, we read Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle. It was written by two sisters who are both scientists, Emily and Amelia Nagoski. Now, it was recommended by one of my one-on-one coaching clients who was feeling burned out. After a crazy 2021, she was running out of energy. She was overwhelmed. And most importantly, she was not feeling it when she was going into work. She had so much going on that she didn't even know where to begin 
to get back to her passion. And after half a dozen years, she was seriously thinking about kind of shutting things down for a little while. And I heard about this from her and I thought, well, this is a good book for everybody. 2021, 2020, hard years. It was treacherous for people last year. Things were building up way, way over everybody's head. So we read this book. I fully recommend it. You guys should read it, pick it up, burn out. One of the big takeaways from the book was the importance of exercise at the end of the day to close the stress cycle. This is really cool. This is like a hidden tip for you to take away. I did it all last fall and winter. It was amazing. Not just for my mind, but also for my physical health. I hadn't felt that good in a long time. But the other big idea, in addition to exercise, that I pulled out from this book was how crucial it is to remember your why when you're doing your work. What is your purpose? If you are a wedding planner, why do you plan weddings? If you're a Videographer, why do you film them? Stationer, why do you create paper suites? Or if you're an entertainer, why do you play music at receptions? Ask yourself, why do you do what you do? On last week's episode, I dug into nine core psychological motivations that humans have. And now I'm pushing you to dig deep and either A, remember, or B, identify for the first time why you do what you do. What's your reason for being in this line of work? What do you believe is so important about what you do for others? And when you think of it, you have to go further than just the first answer that you get. You can use what's called a Y ladder to get at the root of it. Here's how a Y ladder works. Let's say you're a filmmaker. Why do you make wedding films? Well, you could answer, so your client could watch the wedding day story. Okay, that's a good answer. You probably share that with your clients. But why is that important to you? And maybe your answer is because it gives them something to look back on for years to come. Okay, that's definitely a benefit. But why is that important to you? Because you want them to remember what it was like to be in love and surrounded by family and friends on this such important day. But why is that important to you? Because reliving their wedding day strengthens the bond that they have to each other and their loved ones. Let's go even deeper. Why is that important to you? Because it makes for a stronger marriage and stronger family, which aligns with your values and beliefs and what you want for your own family. So for this fictional filmmaker, one of her core reasons for making wedding videos is to give the gift of stronger, happier families and marriages. So when you're stuck in the basement editing for hours and your queue of editing is backed up with five events, This is the kind of thing that helps to keep you going. It connects you and what you're doing with why it matters to you. And if we care about what we're doing, it feels less like work and it's more fulfilling, more meaningful. So do yourself a favor. Ask yourself, why do I do what I do? And then use a why ladder to get at the root of your reason to work. I know you come to me in this podcast to learn about how to make more money. But all the money in the world is not going to prevent you from hating your job if you can't find joy in it every single day. And as the wedding season picks up for everyone in September and October, do yourself a favor. Prevent burnout by falling in love all over again with what you signed up to do with your own business. Create a place of bliss that's so wonderful to live in, you won't feel like you're doing work at all.
Boom. That's it for this episode on Own Your Business. If you've heard me on a stage or a workshop or someone else's podcast, you know I have a hard time keeping it short, but I know you're busy. So thanks for spending time with me today. You have a ton of options for guides when it comes to getting you to where you want to go. I hope you found someone you can continue to trust. If you have a friend who could use practical strategies to own their business, please share this episode with them. If you can't think of anyone in particular, we'd settle for a quick review on whatever podcast platform you listen through. 